0: Good afternoon. How are we doing? Hope you're good. Hope you can hear me. All my usual paranoia about whether or not it's working. Um, And also, it takes for me to go live and see myself in full technical to realize just how pasty I look. Uh, I've just been telling Leanne, who's who's waiting patiently backstage, that I've just had my first workout in like 18 months. I don't know if I should admit that really, shouldn't I? I've I've tried to practice what I preach, but I've definitely uh, lost my mojo for fitness and uh, just been absolutely beasted in our gym that's the thing hilarious thing i own a gym in our practice i still don't use it so i'm feeling a bit peaky so i'm going to be sipping water and certainly letting leanne do the talking um which no bad thing really, is it? That's what she's here for. But also, uh, amusingly, me and Leanne, can, you, know, you guys know us, you, you know we can talk. So maybe it's good for me to shut up and sip some water. Um, Thank you for joining me. This is Chewing It Over, 12.30 to 1 o'clock weekdays with me, Jack Chew. And this is part of a five-part series where I'm interviewing, I don't know, I like that term really, conversing with five of my favourites who uh, happen to be also running for CSP Council, which is absolutely brilliant. And as I said on Friday's show last week, if you want to catch up on me unpacking a little bit about each of them uh, where i announced the five that i'll be supporting um i just can't believe me look that they are running but also the caliber of candidate that are running in this election and why I think that you should be paying attention to it you should get infused you should recognize that this is a real opportunity for us to to really shake things up and to to promote some action and take some opportunity that our profession has and the CSP has to really move things forward so please engage with the process I don't care who you vote for I don't care if you agree with my analysis or those of my guests but to engage with the process is important I'd love that and uh, I love the fact that a conversation is uh, is is going on uh, i can see that across social media and beyond in staff rooms across the country it's nice that that's happening it's nice that people seem to be engaging with the process and that's really important regardless of who it is you decide to tick put numbers into the boxes next to um so without further ado though i'll I tell, you, tell you what i should correct straight away actually looking at this i've uh i've made a mistake there it should be it should be purple shouldn't it it should be a purple border on today's show uh leanne antoine is I know they said co host, but we don't do the show together. That's a crime. We should do some shows together. But uh, Leanne uh, also hosts a Tune It Over uh, once a month for us and uh, and, and a brilliant uh, colleague of mine. Uh, I will admit that's uh, a bias. Uh, we've worked together now, in trying increasingly so to. Um, supported us recently at Therapy Live. Um, and And someone that uh, whose, whose voice I want you to hear more of, uh, and you should have hopefully tuned into some of her brilliant shows on chewing it over. Uh, but today she's here as a as a guest as a as a CSP council candidate. and so hopefully another click brings her in. Leanne, can you hear me? I can hear you Very good. Okay, so I've just noticed let's let's um, let's just click around because that's going to obscure me. So as much as I know that we love the purple, let's maybe put <laughs> put, put the purple in the background and we'll go from there we'll go from there so for those that for those that maybe don't know you um just tell them tell them a little bit about yourself and and give the intro as well as then if you can tag along why it is you're running for council that'd be great
1: yeah 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 sure um i also just before we start i just wanted to touch on the fact that you know because it's funny listening to you introduce me you know and the fact that do a bit of the hosting and then I've helped out in therapy live like I sound like I'm building up a bit of a profile for myself (laughs) And, and on the one hand like it's great um and I hope that people that are listening today will really you know some of this is testament to my hard work over quite a number of years to to be at this point I haven't just arrived and I'm I'm humble in my journey like Every time I talk to you, Jack, it, is, it comes from a place of me being able to be very open with you in terms of what we speak about, but I also then promote and market myself in exactly the same way, because I cannot be somebody who I'm not, you know? So for those people who are listening, I have, my name's Leanne Antoine, I am a chartered physiotherapist, I started off as a physio assistant at Barnett General Hospital, um, I <laughs> Did my physio degree whilst I was training uh, so I was a physio assistant at the same time as, as training I went to Colchester Institute um, my tutors Jenny that I remember the most and Martin was like our um, our sort of study guide and there were 28 of us in in my cohort I was the only person of, of color I do think there was another black guy that came in um, or, or you know joined our cohort maybe in my final year but um, I, I feel like I trained at a time and particularly as as a physio assistant at a time when care was care like and I'm not I'm not removing the sort of outcome measure side of things but when patients then brought in like cakes and gifts to say thank you that's that kind of the era of NHS that I grew up in this real sort of community feel on the wards and where the wards were huts and we wheeled patients in their wheelchairs and had blankets over the top of them so although that might well be telling some of my age I think it's important for people to know <laughs> kind of some of my background and where I've come from right. um, and coming out of, of, of doing physio assistant work and then training I then worked uh, in the NHS for quite some time and then kind of moved into private direction just over time you know private hospitals private clinics Arsenal women's reserve team football um drink park ballet with a couple of mentors for my master's and I've just had a really fruitful physiotherapy journey. So that's who I am. And on top of that, I'm, I'm the daughter to Denise and Gus Antoine. I am one of four. I have, you know, um, a beautiful, I come from a really, I'm gonna say healthy family, you know, in terms of dynamics, I'm not saying we don't have issues All families do, but I come from a very connected family. And if people follow me on social media, I raised my dad up quite a lot in my my stories and stuff. He's very pivotal, in I think, in the person that I am, in the person that I've become, and probably the person I'm going to be. He's shaped um, a lot of that for me in terms of the fact that I can have very open conversations with him. Sometimes that's broken our relationships down, but sometimes it's really built it up as well. And I think that those exposures that I've had from a very early age in terms of those abilities to you know break down relationships rebuild them push them see when they're going well I think has really set me in really good stead in terms of how I look after my patients now but also the connections that I build with people that I work with people like yourself people that I network with outside of physiotherapy and, I, and maybe that brings me on to some of why I am running mm. like, you know because I think that the people who have truly followed me, like if you're someone who's been had an eye on me for a while, you will notice that I don't spend a lot of time talking to physiotherapists. I, I don't market to physios. I don't um, push my, you know, research, evidence-based practice, or stuff. I've, I, I don't actually push that on to physiotherapists. The way that I advertise and market myself is heavily towards my patients. And it's heavily towards the educational marketing side of things. That's what I do. That's what I do really well. Um, and I say that because it's something I've spent time on, like enhancing. I've spent money on it to understand what some of my skills skill set is, uh, how I can, you know, be in my best light. And I do that really well with good communication to my patients. And I guess some of it has come out of the fact that particularly when I worked in the NHS, I felt like we had to be a staff quite anonymous, you know, and I spoke about this at the last show that we did. I don't like the anonymity in terms of my relationship building with my patients, you know, because I think that this element of being relatable uh, or understanding your patients, and even if that comes from the fact that you've treated 20,000 hip replacements, so one that this person's come into you with now is not alien to you even if it feels like that person thinks they're taking a long time to recover I think all of this is is really important and what I have noticed over time is that there's a little not a little there's a disconnect with us with some of us as physiotherapists in being able to support and empower each other and I feel like when we do that we then don't have the the positive healthy engagement that I then think we could accrue with our patients, you know? Mm. So a massive part of me running is about boosting some of that visibility of us to the public. I know most people will know that I have a real passion for working with our upcoming generation, I do, because I think if they understand what we do from, from an early age, We will not be the the back burner of thought in terms of, you know, rehabilitation from whatever the surgery might be, uh, health and care management, which we know, particularly in relation to the pandemic, has massive value to the world that we're currently living in, you know. And I think that as with this profile that I've then been building over time, my communication with physiotherapists has grown. Do, Do you see what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that, that that's a really interesting point and an interesting distinction in terms of obviously what I broadcast to and really prioritizes into professional. And with yours, you've you've gone direct to patients as well as direct to you, know, you do a lot of school enrichment and, and things like that. And your public speaking has then been very public and, and social focused. I think one of the things that I want to just pick up with you because just for the audience, you, you're probably already picking up on this and you might know a bit about our background both separately and then together more recently is that this is an ongoing conversation of which some of which we're making public now and I'm really proud to be one of Leanne's nominees for this position and we've got, you know, we might come to this and, and, and some of the back and forth that we've had about, about the timing of it and, and, and the amount of things that, that Leanne is up to but one of the things I wanted to pick up with you is, because we've, we've definitely talk, touched on it before, but one of the one of the concerns that sometimes people have, and I think it's a funny thing in our profession and somewhat in healthcare as well, is that yeah. there is something to be said for um, for for a self esteem and a confidence that comes through and understanding your own skill set and recognizing then what you want to lean into, promote, create visibility on, which sometimes grates on some within our profession and some within healthcare because it feels that they. The, the nature of being understanding and community focused and, and 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 team focused and things like that naturally means that there isn't individual skill set that could be leaned on and and that you know me me yeah. and you have been two that you know not not two of many but not um, you know it's something that is a, is a rarer thing where we're willing to sort of puff his chest out sometimes and and and, and be all of us and, and and somewhat more public with that is is that something that you've you took to naturally because you just realized, look, that's so in part of me, I can't help myself. Or is it something that you had to grapple with through your career?
1: Um, that's a good question. So I, I remember being mentored by someone when I was a band six. And when I told them I was going to do my master's, they said that I was fast-tracking myself. Like I was advancing myself quickly you know, within my, my career. And, and not that it was, it was, they weren't saying it negatively, but they were, also weren't saying it positively. They were just stating a fact.
0: Right. Me
1: enhancing my knowledge base in, in physiotherapy the way I was, was going to fast track me. Now, I, I understand in some context as to where they were coming from. What I don't think I probably grasped at that point was the exposure that my masters was going to give me in terms of the people I was going to meet along the way? Right. Um, that was my colleagues, but then also my educators as well, right? And and just thinking about the places I was also working in, because I think that I was empowered by the knowledge that I acquired through the through doing my masters. I also learned stuff about myself that. You know, so going through my master's was when I found out I was dyslexic and dyspraxic. So I'd gone through my whole educational life knowing that I was struggling with studies, but just worked harder than everyone and felt like that was what I had to do. So I think there were a lot of things that I learned about myself along the way that, that then were very, very difficult for me to deal with at the time.
0: Right. But then when
1: I came out of the other side of it all, those lessons then taught me stuff about myself that I realised I could apply to, to business. But the person who really got me onto social media was my brother. Right. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, Lee, you're not on Twitter. You're not on Instagram. You're not on Facebook. You're not doing any of this. You've got this business. And he's like, he caught people are calling. Because what actually happened was, my grandmother died and we repatriated her body back to Grenada.
0: Right.
1: And at the time I had only had Distinct for six months. Now I was reducing my time in the private hospital I was working so that half of my time would have been spent looking after my grandmother and half of the time would have spent, been spent working, building Distinct. She died in the middle of it, Jack, right? So, what then happened was i was one it was me and my sister i said to am one of four me my sister my mom and dad we took my my grandmother's body back to grenada to bury her and my brother was left with my mobile phone and at the time my paper diary and he was saying to my next, i said to him, listen i don't know how many calls you're gonna get i'm not really sure how and he said to me don't worry lee my brother is really a salesman he really is even though that's not what he does but he is and he said don't worry Lee whoever calls I'll sort it out I'll do the geography so you're not doing home visits all over the place I've got it covered and I was like okay whatever and when I came back he was like yeah I don't actually know how you're going to manage this you've had so many calls your diary's full and he kind of went through things to me and I was like yeah, I had no idea how this just all happened and then he says to me about this social media stuff and I say to him well, I just don't think that that's for me I'm very private You know, and I think this may well be difficult for people to grasp, but as much as an extrovert as I come across, I'm actually very introverted. You know, I I enjoy spending time on my own. I have a TV that's about 25 years old. I don't watch it. I listen to a lot of podcasts, self development stuff. I'm involved in groups of networking with people because I'm really interested in human behavior. And I guess these are things that I don't really talk too much about, but. When he said this to me, he was obviously asking me to put some of this out, you know, in a way that an audience could receive it and, and relate to it. So, uh, you know, he said to me, just do one, you know, just do just do something, join, join one. So I joined Facebook first, then I did a little bit of feel, what was um Feel Good Friday, and I would turn up every Friday somewhere different, talking about something. He said to me, talk about something, you're a really good physio, but... Do people really understand that? Do people understand what physiotherapy is? So talk to them about something that you spoke to about somebody, something in the week. And I was like, all right, fine. So I started and I sent it to him. What do you think? Yeah, it was all right. But he then said to me, but you're not, you don't smile. You're not smiling. I better wear a smile. So this is how the the presence on social media came. And me then also having this focus on, on the patient because Obviously, I wanted to talk to the patients because they're the ones that are going to be coming in to use my service. And I have to say, I, I, I came out of working with or for people because a little bit of me never felt like some of who I was was being harnessed or nurtured. I couldn't be creative. I've learned stuff about myself in the last six years that I just didn't know I could do or reach or be or achieve because we were so what concerned about, you know, yes, I understand what it is to be part of a team and and teamwork, but it's also really important. And this is some of Deloitte's work, talking about human capital trends in order to really build your workforce, pick out of each person within that workforce, pick them out and find out what they're good at. What makes them tick outside of work? How can you bring that skill, that skill set, into your workplace? Number one, to retain that member of staff, but number two, to really enhance their enjoyment, you know, there's a lot of uh, evidence with, uh, I think it's Nest Cafe, uh, yeah, Nest Cafe, I believe, who um, talk about a lot of people would sooner take the satisfaction of their managers telling them that they've got, done a good job over an increase in their salary. Like this is powerful stuff, Jack. You know, mm-hmm. but behind the scenes, this is the stuff that I'm really passionate about, I'm really interested in. You know,
0: I think that that's what that's what's interesting because de- definitely. It's it's no one does it on purpose, but you know you've, you'll have heard of told poppy syndrome, whereby that pe- there's 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 this nature whereby sometimes people are trying to neutralise. Say um, everyone wants that that's a similarity, and so they're trying to sometimes trim some of that off the top instead of then enhancing and allowing for people to flourish and to try and get yeah. to know whatever it is, whatever member of the team, so that they can be their best self. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And also, it's interesting how you've just mapped that onto your journey as to how you've come to, to realize that both in yourself. And then I know you do a lot of work then trying to bring that forward in others. I and mean, you're, you're recent chewing it over. If, if people want to look back over that, spoke to that brilliantly, like enhancing mm-hmm. value. But I want to just try and understand because a few different ways in which we've interacted then. You do a lot of work as you've just described it uh, within yourself, your business, some of the spokespeople. Uh, Person stuff you do enriching in yeah. into schools then you also um recognize then the in your interest in sort of systemic factors that affect things so there's some you know racial injustice we've we've spoken about before and we can go into no doubt in more detail in a second but then also we first met in person over pmi you know the the, the idea yeah. which of course that the, the, the attributable value to physio consults in private practice is being sort of monopolized by by certain large insurance companies etc and it just seems that 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 process Um, you wanted to speak out about and so we did yeah a show together and you came up here and were one of the first people in this studio recently is like a zoom studio which is a shame i love those days where where we got in here and and did shows face to face but then there's this next level which i'm intrigued about right so the next level like i didn't know whether it would be for you whether it'd be too much but you want to go that next step to then feel that the same principles that you that have got you where you've done where you've done those campaigns you then want to then be a representative for the whole profession of physiotherapy and be on CSP counseling. You feel that, that you've got a lot you can bring to that. Is that, is that something that you feel is just a natural process from what I've just described or is there something different about it? Is there something that's especially making you want to take that next step?
1: I think that it's a combination, you know, of things. Um, when you're when you're working, when you first get your first graduate job, yeah, you're working your band five. A lot of people are thinking, right, <laughs> thanks, Joe. A lot of people are thinking from their band five position, when am I going to be a band six? When am I going to be a band seven? And maybe some of that, that push in banding has also then got people thinking about are they going to take on students, are they going to educate their team? Where does this position them? Because there are these very traditional routes that have been laid out by the system, right? Mm -hmm. And what I realized was that that system, for me, did not allow my individuality. And I I think I've just always, I'm going to say felt different. Uh, And I'm going to use that very loosely, because I don't know how everybody else feels about themselves. (laughs) But in my head, I was going, okay, hold on. Do people stay in the same job like 25 years? you know is this is this it you know band five band six band seven band eight a band eight b is this it because if it is this is not not for me and i come from a competitive background so as a gymnast i did women's artistic gymnastics i did all four pieces but i loved floor and vaults if we did two piece competitions liam's going to do floor and vault for sure you know and i loved the fact that it was dynamic like that i also then loved to travel so, to me, these additional facets of things that I've done since I was three years old, I was a gymnast from the age of three, it feels like it's then in, in the heart of who I am, right? I also then think that some of us, and, and we talk about this all the time people in healthcare are doing it. Oh, the people in healthcare, they do it because they care and they're passionate about people and they're, people have got to earn money, right? And for some people, the job that they're doing, yes, is their passion. For others, it will be just a job, right? Mm-hmm. For me, physiotherapy has felt very, very vocational. Like this is what this is one of the reasons why I am on the planet. Do you understand? And to be able to understand what your purpose to be on on the planet is is a big deal, because a lot of us are not really introspective enough to know why we why we're here. Mm. Like I feel yeah. like I have a, a, a role to, to help people. You know, and my patients are those people. Some people might dispute, that. oh yeah, this is all mamby-pamby, maybe, but I think when you spend a little bit of time being introspective, it's not mamby-pamby, because you yourself will be asking the questions as to why you do what you do, how you do what you do, is that good for you, not good for you, the relationships that you keep, don't keep, are they good for you? So I think some of it has has been very, very organic. I also think when you push back against certain things, you know, you're fighting for something, I think you're then having to use quite a lot of energy expenditure to push back against something and things end up pushing back against you so I explained to you and I've said this to you before you know this time last year somebody had said to me about you know running for council I'd have been like oh no I don't really know about that you know my life has changed a lot (laughs) since this time last year in terms of I now have my own physiotherapy studio you know my own sort of wellness clinic I am um, am am now a nominee for, for CSP Council. I'm probably doing more schools now than I've, <laughs> I've done, you know, before. You know, a lot more people are starting to reach out to me, and I think that it's then given me the scope to think about what what my voice means as a physiotherapist, for us as as a as a profession, and then you know you you cannot. cannot take away from the fact that as a as a a council member you are representative of that body but then i also am a member of that body you know and what do we all want that to look like to feel like you know how do we want that engagement to best fulfill what we think we want out of our profession and how it looks front-facing and how it looks at the back too right you need this foundation and if we haven't got good foundations to build we don't take this any further forward regardless of what the statistics might show in terms of trying to get people of of different ethnicities at board level regardless of what that might say about the number of women or the number of men practicing at board level none of that matters if we don't have the foundation right so to me council nominations and the representation of it now is is this is about the change of the world economically but then moving forward in a direction that we think is going to cater for what we think this looks like in the future
0: because you that's the thing that's been interesting hasn't it about the fact that you unlike some others feel that the culture shift is key to that you know there's this there's this change in um the the sort of cultural way in which not just the CSP but the professional at large would adapt um, to try and understand that enhancing individual skill set for the betterment of the collective and I think that that's one of the things that's been fascinating about our ongoing conversations I want to it's not a coincidence that your company is called distinct um, and you're describing a lot of distinctions about yourself and about the way in which you wanted to practice and the way in which you wanted to um, share that one of the things that, I, if I was to play devil's advocate, then do you feel that you're able to empathise and therefore represent those in the profession that are natural um, careerists within um, that, that aren't able to exert as much influence on a larger machinery, say in the in the public mm. sector, um, that 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 then obviously are, are doing everything that they can many of which obviously loving and enjoying their jobs and and I'm not suggesting that they're they're in say stale work really I'm just meaning that there are you know there are very different uh, approaches to your current clinical existence um how would you feel that you could best represent and understand them
1: I think this is um I mean having worked within the system is also part of developing that understanding right? right and I think within any within any team environment, within any, within any system. You know, if you look at if people who are listening now, when you think about the teams that you work in, and if you don't work in a team and you're a sole practice person, but who are the people you connect with, there's always someone who's a mother hen, you know? There's always someone who's working really hard, like they're working their butt off day in, day out. They don't take any sick leave. There's always a the person who, takes, who seems to take too much sick leave. There's always the person who seems to have their their stuff under control, right? And I think that what this teaches us, and this is just, this is world order stuff, right? This is Eckhart Tolle, a lot of Eckhart Tolle's work, right. is that our existence, you know, we, we need all of that. We need a bit of everyone to make our world, you know? So how would the world look, or how would this all look if everybody was like me, <laughs> you know? It, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense you know so you have to have this this balance you have to have the people who are are okay or good within the system and there are some people who will thrive and and do really well within that and that structure is is brilliant for them we have the people that don't do so well in that system and they need something else we've got the people in the middle who lack a little bit of both and I think that my representation on on board level is is, will be strong because of my appreciation of that from ground level. Remember, as a physio assistant, the basics of what I have learned were fundamentally shown to me at that point, you know? I was 18 then, yeah? So I was, you know, raised within within that structure, within that system. But I think if that system is, is um, flexible enough, it is allowing the people within it to shine, you know? And I think... Personally speaking, that the CSP should be giving the people the right equipment and resources to to enable that um, to happen. And as Joe says, you need your disruptors. People like yourself, you know, are, are disruptors. There are a lot of people within our communities who who are disruptors. Um, some of them disrupt very fruitfully, very well. They they add an additional perspective. Some don't do it so well. Some don't without getting backlash. But I think that you have to. You know, we have to understand that we need, it's so many to make a world and no man is an island, you know, it's, it's a team, it's a collaborative effort and it's this coming together that I think is going to be very strong on the people that, on the people that they decide to vote to become council rep- representative.
0: Absolutely. No, it's a, it's a great way for us to, to finish as well. We're out of time. I'm afraid obviously me and you could do this for, for hours. Uh, thank you so much. It's been great in this. We, we, you know, we speak fairly often and, and not about dissimilar topics. But in this context, it's been an exciting one to to uh, go through and get into the, the nitty gritty of this. And especially because I know how meaningful it is for your story to have motivated your action on this, you know, it's really relevant, (laughs) it's really relevant. so I'm I'm glad we've been able to get that through because from what I understand and from, from supporting your application, it's, uh, and it comes through on your, in, in your, in your text that people should have a read of as well is that if we get the, if we get the foundations, right, if we get the culture, right, if we can help people to have the resources and tools and support to be their best selves, then there is, there is a lot of talent in the profession that can flourish. And could can help Candidate. us to take that opportunity as individuals, as small groups, and then as a large group and as an organization and a profession at large, you know, those layers that you've just talked about so brilliantly, mm-hmm. it feels like that, that can really manifest and, and, and be able to kick on uh, for, the, for the modern world. So I'm so excited for your candidacy. I uh, wish you all the best. Yeah. Uh, no doubt we'll speak again on very various, many topics. Please do tune in to Tune It Over's Takeover. Second Tuesday, I think it is, of every month. as got that right?
1: Tuesday of every month. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, and,
0: yeah. And, and certainly more to come from Leanne and more to come from us together, um, unless she goes off mute, of course, which she's welcome to do. But at the moment, <laughs> all's going well. And uh, thank you so much as ever for your time, mate. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I just want to say, Jack, my hashtag for everyone is lead with Leanne. Lead with Leanne. And to lead with me is to bring everyone with me. You know those that want that positivity, and those that want to enhance this and and help physiotherapy to strive, not just survive. It's lead with Leanne. Brilliant, like
0: and, and 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 that's at Distinct Physio. Is it all across social media?
1: Yeah, at Distinct Physio, right across social media.
0: Brilliant. You can't Brilliant.
1: miss me. Where there's purple, there's Leanne.
0: <laughs> Absolutely right. Thanks, yeah. mate. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. See you tomorrow.